Thank you, Jack and Alicia. Of course, uh, Jack White and Alicia Keys there for the opening song of 007's uh, older movie, The Quantum of Solace, which I actually watched again the other day, and I had a bit of a less critical opinion this time. Um, you know, first of all, everybody welcome to the Bonfire Podcast. This is your host, Andrew Herzog here, going off on another movie rant. Um, we I seem to be doing that a lot lately, and uh, Chris and I would uh, you know give our opinions on movies of late. So here is another rant. This time it's about James Bond versus Charlie Brown. <laughs> a crazy combination that actually went head to head about uh, a week or two ago. There was the new Charlie Brown movie, the Peanuts movie, of course, and then there was the same weekend the premiere of the latest uh, Bond movie, Spectre. So, I have my opinions on both of these movies. I'm going to explain what the hell went wrong with the Spectre movie and everything that was great about the Peanuts movie. So, this will be just my, you know, brutal opinions here. Um, like I said, I watched Quantum of Solace the other day. That is the second James Bond movie here with Daniel Craig. First one, Casino Royale, I thought was pretty good. It was not a typical Bond movie. There wasn't so much gadgetry and action in the old uh, Sean Connery sense or the Pierce Brosnan sense, but it was still good. There was more, it seemed to be mental warfare. It was a poker game, after all. And it was Daniel Craig's first swing at James Bond. I thought it was pretty good. came out when I was, oh, I don't know, 17 years old. So I liked it. Two years later, Quantum of Solace. At the time, I didn't understand it. But now that I watch it again, years later, I don't think it's that bad. It still was entertaining. It was only an hour 45. That's a great length for a movie. It's not too long. It's not too short. I think it was a pretty good deal. Of course, now we all also remember the uber success of Skyfall, the third James Bond movie. Now, that one, I believe, was the highest grossing British film because, I mean, he's British, of course. And it made huge amounts of money all over the world. And that is where people began to see Daniel Craig as someone who has cemented his place among the greats of 007. And I like him. I think he's done a really good job, too. I had my doubts when Casino Royale came around and I said, Who's this guy? We know Pierce Brosnan. Why are we going from brunette to, to, to blonde and then this guy? I don't know. I was confused. But... He actually has done a pretty good job. So there's those three movies. Casino Royale, good. Quantum of Solace, good, I think. And then uh, Skyfall, great. Definitely a good movie. I thought it was an original script. It was fresh, fresh enough. Daniel Craig still did a good job. The villain. Here's the, yeah, so here's the deal with Spectre, this fourth Bond movie, which is possibly Daniel Craig's last one. He's already said, well, I, uh, you know, I don't think uh, I don't think I could do it again. I'd rather slit my wrists here with this glass than do another one. All right, buddy. Why would you say that? You know you're making a hell of a living playing the character. The way you phrased it just made you sound like a brat, you know? Like, what is your problem? Oh, woe is you for being an actor, for playing James Bond. And you are complaining for whatever reason. You could be you could be exhausted. You could be I don't even know. Actually, it makes no sense to me. So, 
Uh, of course, his uh, co-star, Naomi, ooh, I forget her name, but it's Money Penny. Money Penny. She said, oh, he was joking. That's his dry sense of humor. Okay. I will give you the benefit of the doubt that you were actually just kidding and that you were being interviewed, you know, not long after you finished taping. So you were like, Ugh, okay, let's not talk about Bond. I know I'm here to talk about that, but, you know, I want to think happy thoughts. We just did some brutal shooting. We went all over the world, whatever. Whatever your issue was, okay, I will give you the benefit of the doubt. Kind of depressing to think that, really, if you want to leave and you're not going to do it again, you're going to leave it on this one, Spectre. That is going to be your finale as James Bond. I thought it was a amateur movie. Here's why. I did not enjoy the plot or the script. I thought it was half-assed. Um, so many movies nowadays try to make themselves into trilogies. You know, they see the success of, a, of one movie and they think, oh, you know what we need to do? We now need to write part two and part three and then put it out just so we can make more money because the first one did really well. One of the best examples of that was Pirates of the Caribbean. It was supposed to be a standalone movie back in the day, 2003, I think. And they saw how successful it was, so they said, you know what? Let's do two and three. Dead Man's Chest and whatever that third one is. Uh, both fell short. The first, definitely. So, here with Spectre, I feel that they kind of linked Quantum with Casino Royale, Skyfall. To me, seemed to be a bit of a standalone Bond. So it wasn't trying to connect to the other two. But then the fourth one here, Spectre comes around, and they're trying too hard to say, oh, we you know what we need to do. We need to link the past three movies all together, and we'll make it into this huge, awesome movie, and it's a brilliant script, and... No, I don't think it really worked out for you. It just looks like you thought that up at the last minute before you sent in the draft and said, you know what, let's just add this in here. Right here. Okay, okay. All right, we're done. Here you go, sir. Here's a brilliant script for our fourth movie. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think these movies should be more standalone where if you want to make some references to past movies, okay, that's one thing. But to try and connect them into this long, continuous story, not a fan of that. And... I saw that here in Spectre. They tried to bring in these old characters saying like, oh, you remember him? Oh, you remember that too? Well, that actually meant this, and then this brought that around. Okay, just stop. Why don't you just make a movie that can stand on its own? That was my first beef. The second beef here was there was just so much cheese. Where did this cheese come from? I've never seen so much cheese ball moments from Daniel Craig's 07, 007. That just seemed so out of the park. You know, right from left field, out of nowhere. I said, ooh, what was that? Where's this coming from? It was it was like I was watching Get Smart or, you know, like a cheesy moment from Mission Impossible, which Mission Impossible can do because it's done that all along. That's fine. But when you do Daniel Craig, Casino Royale, not a lot of humor. And if there is, it's more like verbal humor and you're, it just kind of makes you smirk. And you're like, oh, oh hey, he was a, he was being he was joshing around there. This was different. You just it was almost slapstick humor. You think, where does this fit in? Where did this come from? Who thought that was a good idea? I just didn't think it really fit well with the whole, the other movies that he's done for 007. So that was more of an annoyance. The huge piece here was really the ending where, of course, you know, there's this veil of mm, secrecy around the bad guy, the main bad guy. You wonder, oh, who, who is he? What's going on? I need to know more about him. You know, it did that in uh, 
Casino Royale a little bit, a little bit of Quantum. You slowly got to introduced to the bad guy and learned more about him. And then there was, of course, the big epic battle at the end where uh, James Bond finally defeats his uh, antagonist. So I didn't really get that here. <laughs> Inspector, Inspector, I'm watching and I'm kind of like, okay, okay, this could be good. This could be good. Let's see what they do. And I'm not going to ruin it for those who haven't seen it, but I think you'll know what I'm talking about. He is on the river Thames, Thames, I believe you say it, Thames, whatever, doesn't matter. He's on the river there in London. He's in a boat. His weapon of choice to take down the bad guy was, I thought, a bit ridiculous, especially since the bad guy was in a helicopter. I thought that was ridiculous. I said, why would, Bond wouldn't do that, I don't think. Or I, seemed like lazy writing. I said, really, you're going to have the bad guy get shot down with that? Okay, let's let that pass for a second. And Bond comes up, and he's about to do something. It seemed just, it seemed too tidy. It happened too quickly, and you're like, oh, there goes the bad guy. Done and done. All right, there's the end of the movie. And the the guy who was underneath him, uh, I don't really know his name, but it's Moriarty from the Sherlock uh, Benedict Cumberbatch BBC series. That guy. He is kind of a bad guy, maybe just kind of a dork all around. He was dispatched really quickly as well, I thought. I said, We're, you didn't even give two seconds to the guy to have it have some sort of entertaining battle with uh, this other character. you know. So I'm really not trying to reveal too much, but my beef here was you dispatched the bad guys too easily, and it seemed very lazy. You just kind of rushed it. And, of course, all the cheese... And then the plot itself, I thought was, eh, eh, whatever. Why don't don't try to link it to the other ones? Let's just let's leave it be, let it be a standalone movie. So I'm not sure what they were doing. It still was successful. People still wanted to go see it. I'm glad I did. It still had some entertainment moments, plenty of action, um, some sweet gadgets in the cars, and he's going all over the world. Still good stuff, but it, it was not his best 007 movie. So there's my two cents worth on 007. And how the same weekend it contrasted with Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, the other, the far opposite end of the spectrum. Charlie Brown does not sleep with women. He is not going around killing people. And there is no espionage. You know, that, that's all Bond. You know, he'll do that. Leave him be. But Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown is there to put a smile on your face, give you some hope. Make you laugh. And of course, Snoopy. Yes, Snoopy was one of the best parts of that movie. We all love Charlie Brown, but it, it, you can't say Charlie Brown without also thinking of Snoopy. You know, they go hand in hand. And of course, with Snoopy, you got Woodstock. So, all buddies, all around. Lucy, Linus, and Pigpen, it's everywhere. Good stuff. And I saw that movie as well, same weekend, because I couldn't wait. I grew up on Charlie Brown back in the day. And um, there's something to be said for the kid movies. Um, they're certainly designed for the kids. You got your Madagascar, you got your Shrek, Finding Nemo, your Pixar movies, Disney classics, Disney Today. They're all pretty much geared toward children. But there's something to be said as an adult to go and watch them anyway for their own for their own value, whatever you want to take away from it. So when I went to go see Charlie Brown, not only was it nostalgic i just wanted to see it and see okay what is this somewhat modern reincarnation of charlie i want to see what they do what's the story about oh i don't care i'm gonna go see it 
So I'm glad to say I went and saw it, hour and a half, short and sweet. I thought it was true to all the other movies and comics that we've seen over the years. Of course, the some people said, oh, well, the ending, that never would have happened in the, uh, in the comic strips. That never would have happened um, in the movies, the old movies, so I don't know what that was. Me, I didn't care. I liked it. Most of it, 99% of the movie I thought was pretty spot on. It was rated G. It's for, it's for kids, but I was the only adult in the room at the time because this was the middle of the day. I couldn't wait. I said, you know what? I'm going to go today in the middle of the day because Honey Badger don't care. I need to see this. So being one of the few, I, well, the moms were there, <laughs> the moms with their kids. So I wasn't the only adult in the room, but I was certainly the only one just sitting by myself going, hey, pff, I'm here to see this. I don't care what you guys think. Sit down. Shut up. Let's watch the movie. Everyone be quiet. Let's watch Charlie. Uh, I like Charlie. It was I thought it was a good plot. You know, of course, we all he's always the blockhead, the loser. Nobody wants to talk to him. He's always worried about that. He just wants to make friends. He just wants to fly his kite. The quintessential, not underdog, he kind of is, but I'd say the quintessential example of never give up. You know, we've all heard that before. Never give up. Keep going. You know, just just keep trying. Okay, well, to be able to put a face to it, albeit fictional, to be able to put Charlie's face to that, you say, you know what? Today, maybe I should be like Charlie. Why don't I just keep going? Something good is bound to happen. Just keep plugging along. You feel like you're having a horrible day? Remember Charlie. Charlie, who thinks the world is against him sometimes, he just says, nothing goes right, I can't throw this fastball, and Snoopy, I don't know what he's doing, he's off fooling around with Woodstock, and the teacher, can't understand him, I don't blame him, I'd be frustrated too, so, you understand. I look to him now as a bit of fictional inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to be like Charlie today, I'm just going to keep plugging along. I, if I want to fly my kite, I'm going to fly my kite. Nobody can tell me otherwise. I'm going to give it a shot. And as many times as he failed in all the comics and all the other movies and this latest movie, The Peanuts, he just kept trying. He kept finding new ways to get a result. He said, I'm going to try something new. I like that attitude, that attitude of if something doesn't work, try something different. Keep trying and have a positive, happy attitude about it. Charlie, as much as... As much as the crap that he deals with and all the people like Lucy who just give him such a hard time, he's still able to get up every day and keep going. So I respect that. So, you know, good, clean, fun and happy times and also nostalgic. Just reminds me of my childhood. Uh, it was a good movie where, you know, even adults can watch it and say, you know what? I remember thinking that when I was a kid or hell, some of the some of these things you could think I'm having some of these thoughts right now. So get your inspiration from Charlie. Don't get it from Bond. Don't go sleeping around. <laughs> I mean, get it from Charlie. Charlie who never gives up. Always looking for a new way to do the right thing. Or to try something new and say, I'm going to learn to dance. I'm going to fly that kite. I'm going to throw that fastball. I'm going to make it happen. He just keeps going. He just keeps going. I appreciate that. And uh, for the movie itself, Snoopy and Woodstock, I've always loved those characters, because they're, they're not talking, they're not using words, but they're gesturing, and they're just making noises, and kind of talking in their weird animal language, and those two only understand each other, no one else knows what they're saying, I like that, I think that takes real talent to be able to 
you know, design the character in such a way and still be able to tell a story with no words. It's just like silent pictures back in the day. He, uh, if they did throw up words on screen, you could read it. But sure, you wouldn't be able to listen to the actors. You'd have to tell from their body language more or less what's going on. That takes talent to be able to physically with your body tell people, here's the scene, here's what's going on, here's how I'm feeling, and here's how the scene is progressing. I've always enjoyed Snoopy and Woodstock. Good buddies, having fun. And the Red Baron, you know, it's so goofy. But it just reminds you, you know what? Life can be simple. It's your attitude that matters because... Life is going to stab you in the back sometimes. It is going to bring you down. It's going to try to bring you down. What matters is when crap happens, you just say, okay, take a deep breath. All right, how am I going to do this? You know, be, be a bit of a Charlie and a Snoopy and just say, you know what? I'm going to deal with this. There's a problem, but I'm going to get through it. And if anybody else has a problem, I should try to help them as well. Because everybody has their own battle to fight. Everybody. They could be all different ones, but everyone has their own little situation that they have to deal with whether it's personal or family or work whatever so take it from charlie keep plugging along don't give up take it from snoopy and woodstock who get the work done but they have a good time they use their imaginations they're just being kid-like we need to do that more as adults we can get ourselves down way too much by watching the news it's important to be informed yes you need to know these things but don't just consume that and then wrap yourself up in it, and then go home, and then you're depressed or pissy, and you take it out on your friends and family. Don't do that. Come on. Find ways to unwind, read a book, watch a good movie, eat some food, travel, do what you got to do, exercise, do what makes you happy, makes you smile, gets rid of your stress, and puts you in a better mood to say, life is still great. It is great because I'm going to make it great. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's just... (sighs) There's my... My, my my little rant, my little soapbox for the week. I do want to say, yes, I have not done a podcast here for the past ugh, possibly two to three weeks. It's been a while, and that sucks, and I apologize for that, but life got busy. So I did the best I could, and sometimes the technology just didn't work, so I said, well, forget this. I'm not going to put out junk. If it's not working properly, I'm going to put out quality material content. I do the best I can. And, um, you know, it's the end of the year. It is almost Thanksgiving. Then, of course, right after that will be the uh, Christmas and the New Year's. So stuff is going to start picking up really quickly. Hopefully, I will still be able to, you know, chug out a few of these about once a week. That's the goal. And they're fun. Always good stuff. And maybe next week I will shoot for a non-movie podcast because I've had a lot of these now. But they're so great. There's so much to analyze in a movie and they're fun to do. That's just my pastime you know frequently watching a movie and doing uh things like that so um yeah i just there's nothing more to say nothing more to say about charlie brown or james bond for today so instead i think we should bump out now with the end of the podcast with of course the um usual song in my head and in case you guys can't tell i'm stalling here because i'm trying to find the song on my phone again all right well (laughs) something we do we end the show on bonfire here with song in my head and we all have this every day at least every week there's just you wake up in the morning and the first thing is just stuck in your head and you say oh my goodness this is going to be with me 
all day long. Or, on the rare occasion you wake up, there's nothing there. You get to work, and you hear some idiot over in the corner singing something, and you're like, no, don't sing that. Now it's going to be stuck in my head all day. It's really a, you know, first world problem. But it happens. It's real. So, if you want to talk about it, share with your loved ones. Share with your friends. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Feel free to speak the truth. The truth of what is stuck in your head. And for me, it is, of course, the quintessential Charlie Brown. Not words, mind you, of course, but the quintessential piano. Oh, Lou, Linus and Lucy. I think we'll bump out with this. I was going to call it a week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Bonfire Podcast. Please find all of our written content and podcasts from past and present up on bonfirethoughts.com and as i keep promising i hope to do some videos by the end of the year and of course into the next year i really want to tackle that stuff so i hope i can deliver that stuff to you and make it entertaining i want to say thank you everybody for tuning in this is andrew herzog from the bonfire podcast appreciate it thank you good night (laughs) 